welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Bryce. Mr. What's Bryce. going on, Robbie? All right, Mr. Bryce. Uh, this is funny. I actually met you through Facebook today. We we're just kind of you are you have a similar podcast interest that I do. Uh, mine's a little bit more focused around interviews with people and kind of just finding out people's thoughts and stories because everyone's got a story to tell. Uh, oh, absolutely, they do. How would you say yours is focused on? I couldn't tell if you were talking about the amazing things of it's a it's a Disney podcast, right? Yeah, I host the Nocturnal Disney podcast and. Honestly, it's just whatever we want to talk about about Disney, whether it's you know a movie trailer that we just saw, whether it's a movie we just can't that just came out, whether it was something in the park, whether it was you know really whatever happened. Now, did you listen to the Nocturnal Disney podcast or the Nocturnal Disney podcast Twilight Thoughts? I listened to a little bit of both. I listened to the episodes you did with the Twilight Zone, and then I listened to. Um, I think, I think 40, whichever one I was just listening to, you're talking about Avengers Endgame and the Star Wars trailer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I have the one called the Nocturnal Disney podcast and that's all that. It's going to be like the bigger stories that yeah, come out, like, you know, like, they were like, um, hour and a half episodes too. I think the first couple I listened to were only like 20 minutes and then I found one that was like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause those are. <laughs> scheduling wise those just ended up being that long because me and my buddy hadn't recorded in like a month it was ridiculous but um typically it's a much more structured podcast than that but um yeah so those are going to be like the longer bigger stories that have more impact on this like on the parks and on the movies and whatnot something that my buddy chris who is not as big a fan as I am would have something to input on, you know, give input on. Yeah. So wait, are you, you're not, a, you, you don't work for uh, Disney. You just are a giant fan of the Disney uh, world. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Disney. I've been going to Disney since I was two Disney that, world specifically. Is that cause you're from Florida? Uh, you know what? To be honest with you, I don't really know. Uh, I just know that my mom loved Disney when she was a kid and she lived in Rochester, New York. And then my father, he liked Disney enough because you know he likes the rides, but he's not a huge fan of the movies and stuff like that. But when I was a kid, like a, a child, like a baby, um, those were always the first movies that my mom showed me were Disney movies. And I think that's true of a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a nostalgia effect when you watch Disney World movies and or anything that Disney creates. I feel like, especially with you see the new Lion King trailer. It's funny, right before we I started this podcast, I actually uh, just got back from McDonald's, taking my cousin there to get a burger, and I saw they had Lion King toys, and I was like, "You're buying me a Lion King toy." He's like, "Dude, you're 21 years old. <laughs> you don't need a Lion King toy." I'm like, "You're getting me Mufasa, and you're gonna <laughs> like it." And I'm sitting there. I with may the woman. not need it, but I want it. Exactly. And I'm sitting there with the woman, and she's uh, she's like looking through the toys. Like I don't think we have Mufasa. I don't know if we have Scar. We have this other lion. I don't know her name. I'm like, oh my god! If you don't have Mufasa, then just just <laughs> don't even play games with me. <laughs> Mufasa's the one that I wanted. And then like, oh we, my god, we get it. He opened my cousin opens it up because it doesn't do anything. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's a button. You just click on the bottom and it starts talking or something. And he clicks the button and it's James Earl Jones. He's like, this is probably the best toy made in the history. Of the world. 
James Earl Jones is the only guy who could play Mufasa. Oh, Even yeah, at, man. What, what's he at now, like 75? He's, like, up, he's there. up there. Yeah. I mean, it's like getting Christopher Walken to play the orangutan like in Jungle Book. <laughs> like, are you nuts? It's perfect. You, you, I heard you about you talking about that in the podcast. I was like, yeah, like that's the best person to have play any any role, any especially in a Disney flick. I mean, you have Christopher Walken going, you this watch, Man. your father stuck up his ass for three years. <laughs> like, oh my god, like he's an orangutan in Jungle Book. That's already the best selling movie right there. Oh, I love Christopher Walken. He's just such a strange person. Um, have you ever seen the movie The Country Bears? I have seen the movie The Country Bears, yeah. Yeah, have you? That's an old flick. That's an old one. It is. It's around like early 2000s, right in there. But Country Bears came out, and it's got Christopher Walken in it. It was awesome. <laughs> Dude, I have to rewatch that because I totally forgot he was in that. But that's that's what the Bears that played like country music at like that one um, shack, right? Or that one camp? Yeah, they play in this place called Country Bear Hall. Dude, I'm, and I'm, 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 I was such a youngin when I watched that movie, too. Oh, yeah. No, it, it came out a while ago. And it's it's not the best, but it, it's got some really funny scenes in it if you're just watching it to be like, let's see how weird this movie can get. Movie gets really strange in parts. <laughs> Do you um? But it's funny if you watch any type of Disney movie, you find you pick up stuff that it slid by you when you were a kid. Oh, absolutely! Well, at least for me, like I'll be watching some stuff and I'm like, I see why my dad watched these with me and he got a kick out of them as much as I did. Just not just the whole sitting down with your kid watching a movie together and seeing their eyes light up, but. The idea, like, they throw some stuff in there for adults, too, that kids are not aware of, and so they look back on it a couple of years later. Oh, 100% they do. I mean, people are like, oh, man, Disney's such a squeaky clean company. And for the most part, yeah, they've produced, you know, clean family material, but they get some stuff in there. <laughs> Have you Like um, the, uh, the topless woman in Rescuers? Exactly, yeah. And then, um, do you now? Do you see the big uproar that's kind of happening with what's going on with the Mulan movie that's coming out? A lot of people don't like uh, how they did like an all Japanese cast or something. I did hear that. I think that's ridiculous. I, obviously, it would be an all Chinese cast. I mean, the movie happens in China. It it would make sense. You know what I'm saying? It's not happening. In California, it's happening in China and not even in like present day China where there might be a little bit of diversity. It's happening in feudal China. So it that makes sense. Well, yeah, yeah. You want it to be authentic, too. But I mean, it sucks. They don't have Eddie Murphy playing, uh, you know, the dragon and everything. That's kind of uh, but yeah, yeah, I, mean, I do I, miss. I will miss that. But I've he's not Mushu's not even going to be in the movie at all. I've been out I'm of sorry, the world you say? of Disney movies for so long now, man. I I've, I've I stopped when I was a little kid watching these. I mean, I think I've only been to Disney World once. That's in Florida, right? Yeah, Walt Disney World's in Florida, and then you have Disneyland out in California. Yeah, so I've only been to Disney World and some Universal Studios. I, I mean, I've been to Animal Kingdom and all these other types, or United, whatever those freaking other side parks are, like Six Flags and all that. But like, how? When's the last time you went to Disney World? Last time I went to Disney World was 
Mm, April. April, because I have the blackout dates now, so sucks, but it is what it is. <laughs> but do you have, like, a, so you, you, you enjoy going to these parks. Do you have kids of your own, or is it just something you enjoy to do? Oh, no, 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 no. I do not have kids. I'm very thankful and very fortunate that I don't. I am not built to deal with children. <laughs> that makes sense, but, dude. I see the little kids screaming in the grocery store sometimes, too. And I'm like, lock his ass in a hot car. And then, you know, someone nudges me because you can't <laughs> say that. I'm like, I'm just saying what we're all thinking here. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. I am not built for kids. So I don't have them. I just genuinely really like going. I mean, people are like, oh, man, you know, Disney is for children. And yeah, that, that, to I a mean, certain it, extent, to, yes, you're yeah, right. To a certain extent, they are right. I do believe that, like, at a, obviously, at a point, you can't live in the fairy tale universe. But what's the difference between enjoying Disney World flicks and having this escape from the reality that we live in? That kind of society does kind of suck. So. If you think about having an escape like this, like a good movie or adventure, or adventure park or something, why is that seen as something for kids when we're even as adults chasing after a pursuit of something that's different from the reality we're living? You know what I mean? hundred percent, hundred percent agree with you. I don't get it at all because I mean, you go there and it was interesting. I was talking about this with my uncle a little bit today. When you go to Disney, it's almost like nothing else matters. Okay. I'm in Disney world right now. I went through the gates and from here on out, I am focused on Disney and everything that's going on around me. I don't have to worry about work. I don't have to worry about stupid family, friends, whatever. I'm here and I can relax. And that's the thing that's nice is because Disney caters to all of that. Disney caters to, Oh, you want to chill and relax? Absolutely. Come right over here. You know, sit down, have a coffee. Excuse me. Be able to relax, relax have a good yeah. time. Or if you're like, yeah, you know what? This time I want to go in there and I want to just go balls to the wall, uh, thrill rides, this, this, and this. They got that too. They have a number of different roller coasters that you can do. Tower of Terror. They have a lot of different things for a lot of different people. There have been times where I have... Like I went up there and I didn't go to a park or anything like that. I just went to the resorts and bar hopped and pool hopped and gotten food from the different resorts. Like there's a lot you can do in Disney. So when people say, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's just for kids, it blows me away. I, yeah, I think that, see, the way you're explaining it now, I think that in, now it changes a little bit in my mind, too, because there is a way of making a Disney world, making it an adult Disney world. And I'm not saying that sure. strip, stripper poles hanging everywhere, even though that'd be pretty <laughs> awesome. But the idea, like, the main focus that gets played on television, gets commercialized, get advertised, all that type of stuff, plans on the basis of it's a whole fun for the whole family. Exactly, it's, man. Like... There's this that, place in yeah. uh, Epcot called the Tequila Tavern. That's not for children, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you go in there and they have craft tequila margaritas. And you can just get a bunch of different drinks. You can get like a jalapeno margarita. You can get a cucumber margarita, which honestly sounds disgusting because I'm not a huge fan of, mar- of uh, cucumbers. But dear Lord, it's freaking delicious. Yeah, I, I just think like 
a, a lot of what it depends on, I guess, who you go with when you go to Disney World. See, now I haven't been since oh, I was 100%. a very little kid. I mean, it's been a long time. I think the, I haven't been to an amusement park in years, but the whole one I do actually really want to go to, not talking trash on Disney, but Universal Studios, man, because they have the new Simpsons rides, like that whole simpson scenario you get to walk into springfield and all that that's just that was a fascinated cartoon i still watch today is the simpsons um, dude no no judgment man i love universal i was just at universal on saturday mm. and uh, i rode that new hagrid ride that they have there for the harry potter world i heard that was amazing freaking incredible now do you consider your uh, yourself in a amusement park uh enthusiast oh man i, I would hmm I would say so, I suppose, just because I love going to just about any theme park. You know what I'm saying? Like, be it Busch Gardens, SeaWorld, Disney, um, Universal, obviously. Me and my wife every year go up to Georgia over Christmas because there's nobody at Six Flags. It's basically an empty park. It's freaking amazing. And so you go in there and you can ride whatever you want all day long and it's awesome do you uh do you like okay so you work what do you do professionally like what gets you through the i guess the day getting money what gets me money i am a graphic designer and uh so i do that and i work with my father he does window tinting so i help him with that i also man the front of his business so i'm kind of like the face of it you know what i'm saying yeah. talking with people and whatnot um that's basically it i also do um voiceover work for youtube and stuff like that and it's fun do you have a uh like a passion or something you're trying to pursue like an end all like childhood dream or just something you just want to do with the rest of your life man honestly from the time i was little i wanted to be a cartoonist right because i saw lion king literally changed my life i was like i want to do that and then as i got older i realized you know what that's not what i want to do i don't want to draw the stories i want to tell the stories i wanted to be a part of that some way and so that's that's really what you're doing with your podcast though you're, well, you, thank you, man. It's, I'm trying to anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. I'm in the same steps, man. I'm trying to get it out there too. My whole, it, at least, expectation with my podcast was, every we all have a story to tell, man. We all got secrets, emotion, thoughts on this world. To think that you can come to the age of a at least ten and not have a single thought on this world is ridiculous. Sure. I mean, there are so many things, whether you choose to do this because of that, you could have zigged, you could have zagged. We all have these wonderful options in our life that create us into the beings we become and our passions that we pursue. And that's, I'm interested in hearing it all, man. I, I've, dude, I've walked on the boardwalk. Uh, I live in Ocean City, Maryland, and the popular attraction here is we have a boardwalk that's like 30 streets of just nothing but, you know, arcade games, bars, all these types of things. So I'm walking That's up and cool. down the street and just handing out business cards on my podcast. Like, hey, check this out if you want to be on it. They're like, uh, you don't know me. I'm like, I don't, I'm well, I'm willing to take an hour to figure out who you are. And right, exactly. That's I, cool, man. I, I even, I mean, I, I stopped and got into an argument with a couple of Jehovah's Witnesses because they were trying to tell someone they were going to hell since they didn't believe in God. And I was like, excuse me, can I get in on this conversation? Now, it's only because I, I just, I really like playing, I mean, not 
to be a dick, but like playing devil's advocate when it comes to, I believe that if I say I like Disney World and you say you like Disney World, then the conversation's over. There's nothing else to really bolster into it. We can just talk about how much we like it. But the factor is if I say I don't like Disney World and then we just talk about things that, you know, the goods and the bads of it. I can see the benefits of a giant amusement park, but also I can see where people are coming from saying you're not a child anymore and you need to grow up. But I also think that's how you interpret Disney World. Do you choose to go with children and follow the image that gets played on TV, which you um, obviously don't do when you go? So you go and you have fun. You go drinking. You know how fun it's probably got to be to be drunk and on an amusement ride? I do. That gives you, yeah, that gives you the legit excuse to throw up on a ride. Like, are you kidding me? There's so much fun you can make with Disney World. I mean, I've been to water parks and I mean, I still have fun with those because it, it seems like it doesn't have an age restriction. You know what I mean? It just, right. Disney plays in the whole family scenario. They play in the whole, we accommodate for families mostly. Like it, it, when you go to most amusement parks, let's say Six Flags, Universal Studios, they're, they're kid friendly, but they're not all about the kid. They're all about like, right. hey, here's the dad if you want to sit over on this bench so you're tired of watching your kid, uh, you know, play on the monkey bars or whatever. But Disney World's like, we have benches. But we want to encourage you to not sit on them and actually be spend intimate time with your kid, which changes a lot of the kid's development, I believe. Like, especially with society today, it seems like everybody's kind of walking around, not really giving uh, at least a shit about anybody else but themselves. Uh, it sucks. But 100% agree with you on that. There's definitely a few people in the world that are shown or outliers to that a whole just justification when it comes to there are people out there that do give a shit about others and are willing to take any amount of time to help them. But it seems like it's not it, it's not the normal. And I think it should be the normal. I think there should be more people that learn how to enjoy life at not at the risk of hurting someone else's. And it's sure. It's Absolutely. It's, it would it's make a, life a much easier thing to live, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be like a Disney World on every block. Uh, exactly. And that's idyllic. <laughs> like, it truly. I mean, I, I would love to visit one of these parks again because just, I mean, it's for my childhood memories from it, it was such a bonding experience with my family and moments I remember. I mean, I'm not a big amusement park rider. I don't like roller coasters that much. I've actually never been on one with a loop-de-loop because I'm, I'm a really afraid of heights. But ah. I, I'll do anything when it's on the ground. Like you get, you get a speed ride, you get go-karts, you go, let's do this thing. Like, you know, I enjoyed the simulated rides. Like uh, I went to a men in black ride one time and that was fun. I mean, I, I enjoy the whole Over like, universal. Yeah. I, I think that's probably the most common one I went to back in the day besides six flags was universal studios. Cause that's closer to where I am. I'm, I, I'm not really close to Florida that much. And um. I'm a little bit higher up on the East coast near Delaware and all those places. So okay. it's, a little, it's a little bit different. Like over here, I think like the nearest ride we have, like our music park we have is Baltimore six flags. So I'll go there and, you know, see oh. bugs bunny and all those types of things. But that's right. That, right. That's been my giant influence, but I've enjoyed watching cartoons throughout history. And I mean, one of the main influences in cartoon history, first of all, you, you got to bring up Disney. Man, Absolutely. 100%. Because see, like I said, I wanted to be a cartoonist. So I went and took the time to go to animation school. And whenever we had a 
a bit about like, oh, you know, go talk, go find out about X movie, choose the movie. I would always choose a Disney movie because not only was it something that I just genuinely enjoyed, but you can't argue with the quality that 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 company's put out over the years. It's been consistent. I mean, yeah, they've gone through a couple of slumps or whatever, but here and there, but it hasn't been enough to sink them as a company. And that is really impressive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, they their movies are so impactful into someone's life. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody cried when Bambi's mom got shot. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure that most people cried when Bambi's mom got shot. You know, I'm sure that when I saw it when I was a kid, I bawled my eyes out, you know. And I mean, it, a lot of those movies were also like kind of paving points for children in their developmental years, at least. I mean, sure. Little Mermaid, all these types of things you're literally giving. I, I do think there's like a big stigma behind how Disney princesses were all white girls. And then we finally had a black Disney princess. I'm like, all right, well, you know, sorry. I guess it took so long. They were trying to create movies for children. They didn't expect anybody to freak out so bad. But like right. the whole concept of like, do you know the dark history behind the um, stories behind those classic little tales, those little Disney tales? Oh, listen, I love those tales. The Grimm's Brother tales and the, um, oh God, Hans Christian Andersen and stuff like that. It's interesting because you're saying, you're asking me about that. I grew up with Disney. Then, as I got older, my taste got a little bit darker, a little more macabre, if you will. And next thing you and know, so you I started find looking the secrets into those. to your Disney loves are a little bit different than what you thought. Oh, but they're fantastic. Oh, but here's dude, the they're thing. great. I can, they have humanness to it. They do, exactly. And the thing is, I can take those stories, right? The ones from the Brothers Grimm or Hans Christian Andersen or what have you, and then see what Disney has done and ch- how they've changed it. And I can appreciate that that spin on it. You know what I'm saying? Because if you look at the original Snow White, that's a rough story. Oh, yeah, for But it's sure. also about 20 minutes long if you just read it outright, right? I, I, and Disney I, I, took I, I, that story... And made it 70 minutes long. So you he had to add a lot of stuff to that original story. And so it's storytelling. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I appreciate storytelling. And I think as a race, people really enjoy storytelling because it doesn't matter where you know where you come from or who you are. Nine times out of ten, when you ask somebody, hey, what do you like to do? I like to watch TV. I like to see movies. I like to read books. All of it is forms of storytelling. That's that's the whole reason why I even podcast, man. I'm trying to get everybody's a history book. I'm I'm here to hear the history of Bryce. What are your thoughts on the world, man? I want to I want to know what they are. And you know, going back to the whole concept, like Snow White. For a lot of people that don't know that whole Brothers Grimm story, the end of the story with the first of all, the evil queen is at the wedding. Mm-hmm. And her punishment is to dance around in hot iron shoes, burning her feet until she dies. That freaking is nuts. freaking nuts to read and find out <laughs> after you've seen Snow White as a child and be like, that's a that's a moment you just go get up. 
You walk into the shower, you lay down in the shower, turn it on, you just sit there and you're like, what is real anymore? What is real? What? I, I don't know. And then everyone's knocking on the door. You've been in there for a couple hours. You okay? I'm like, just go away. <laughs> it's, it's cool because you find out these things, like stories that are written. I don't know if you've ever played, um, if you've ever played Xbox, uh, played uh, A Wolf Among Us. I've never played a wolf among us. You but would I have enjoy heard that game so much. So the basis of this game is it's all the old folklore fairy tale creatures living in a human world. And it's like right. three little pigs, all those. They all but they all have jobs. Like the big bad wolf is now the sheriff amongst all these kind of creatures. And he's like the the cop, like the do nothing cop, like kind of like uh I don't know, anything Brad Pitt I plays, he plays that personality. Uh, but yeah. he's, like, he's walking around like smoking cigarettes and like detective can you get this and he's like yeah I'll get to it like that whole thing and it's like yeah, all yeah, of yeah. them are in the real like Ichabod Crane's in there Bloody Mary's in there it's all these living in this really? one world and it's like a giant it, you get to play from this uh, big bad wolf or his name's Sheriff Bigsby's scenario and it's like doing that after you've and been impacted which nobody in this world I'm pretty sure can say they have not been impacted by a type of childhood movie like by what Disney could create or something because everyone Absolutely has experienced not. it I mean you at one point school has put on that one thing sure. Absolutely. I, I still can't watch uh beauty and the beast because when i was I actually went to the hospital when I was like a very little kid and they played nothing but beauty and the beast over and over again and i was like i swear to god if i ever see this again someone's dying because it was i was like he just changed it and they're like nope you're okay and just had it on repeat and i'm like oh my word this is the worst thing to watch right now but that would be rough that would be rough for a long time over and over over again yeah it's a long complicated movie too especially when you're like six years old it's like oh my god all right what can we watch toy story (laughs) I thought Lumiere was funny at first, but now he's making me sad. Yeah, I don't like the spinning teapot talking to me. I'm afraid (laughs) to hold furniture. I see, but I I find a fascination (laughs) with Pinocchio and these types of tales. And then, like you, like you know, one of my favorites is The Little Mermaid. I mean, for Mm -hmm. I don't know for how long I wanted to be able to breathe underwater and do these types of things. Well, in the real true story of the The Little Mermaid or the dark side of it. In Hans Christian Andersen's version of the tale, Ariel makes a deal with the sea witch in order to become a human and pursue the prince she saved in a shipwreck. She gets a pair of legs in exchange for her tongue. However, part of the deal is that every step she takes with this new pair of legs will feel like walking on shattered glass. If Ariel gets her true love's kiss, she can remain a human, but if she fails, she will die. And then she ends up doing... Uh, this like uh, it was the prince never actually saw Ariel's face when she saved him, so he ends up marrying somebody else. And the sea witch tells Ariel she can just turn back into a mermaid instead of dying if she kills the prince. And of course, Ariel cannot bring herself to do that. Instead, in the dark Disney fashion, she throws herself into the ocean and dissolves into sea foam. Like you hear that after watching The Little Mermaid, and you're like, uh, what? Like that is not what happened at all. Where was Sebastian, the singing crab? <laughs> <laughs> Where was all these wonderful things that made me believe in magic? And now I feel like someone just took a chunk of my heart or soul and just put it in a shit grinder. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. And I love these darker stories. And one one of the details that you left out in your Little Mermaid 
recap was that when she took Ariel's voice, she didn't just like kind of magic her voice out of her. Like she didn't give her laryngitis. She took her tongue, just ripped it out. Yeah. It's nuts. And if you think about like I, I, I'd also do a spinoff of my original podcast called Fill in the Blank, where it's like narrowed down topics. It's like usually falls around like stuff my buddies are interested in, conspiracy theories, all these types of things. Just kind of talk about Ooh. it for like 30 minutes. Yeah, I think you'd like that one. I got some crazy shit on there. But, I'm gonna have to check that one out, man. I love conspiracy theories. Dude, we had we podcasted one on the boogeyman where it was like, imagine you're 16 years old and you're discovering your body and the boogeyman's living in your closet. And then my buddy comes from the boogeyman's <laughs> perspective, like, bruh, it's been 17 times. Give it a break. <laughs> and it's like we joke around like that and have fun with it, but we kind of stick around one topic. But we did a podcast about um Triton. And Triton is uh, the son of Poseidon. Uh, he's the known right. as the messenger of the gods of the sea. That was actually King Triton, who was Ariel's father in the Disney Little Mermaid. Exactly. And Which find- makes her and Hercules cousins. Exactly. And you find out those – isn't that nuts? See, there's a deep – rooted right there. Hercules and Ariel are cousins. And you, But you're hearing these types of things and you're finding out this type of information later in life and it's creating more – of an understanding of movies that you used to watch when you were a kid. It's like someone finally opened up like a little, another door to information where you're like, holy shit, I never knew that. That just gives me more enjoyment of this movie. And one of my favorite Disney movies of all time, besides Lion King was um, overall Hercules. I remember watching that in school. I I still watch that today. It's on Netflix. I mean, it's I, I have a fascination with Greek mythology to the point where it is uh, annoying to other people. Um, I, <laughs> it's the whole concept, like Clash of the Titans, all that stuff. I'm fascinated with these godlike characteristics you can give to people and this type of folklore myth type things that we have. And that's what and yet they're still are. flawed. Yeah. And that's what cartoons are, though. Cartoons mm-hmm. are the same thing it's an escape from a position of what reality is it's a sense of fantasy we are looking for that sense of fantasy and that's what they do and that's i think that's what makes them so fascinating for other people and the fact that they can turn that into a family aspect and next thing you know the popular movie rides and you know eddie murphy's running around in a haunted house like holy crap like you kidding me (laughs) well you know what's nice is that cartoons are disarming you know what i'm saying and so when you go into a cartoon the immediate thought that you're gonna have is this is a kid's story now that may or may not be true i mean you have things like family guy and you know oh god i just blanked on the other one simpsons that was the other one i was trying to think of the simpsons they are cartoons but they're not for children you know it's it's a medium the cartoon is a medium to tell whatever story you want to tell and i was actually going over this a couple days ago with a buddy of mine about comic books like oh comic books are kids stories mm, it's maybe it's, a, it's kids hieroglyphics man they're it's their art it's well, their it's their it's it's like how emojis are our hieroglyphics nowadays you know what I mean? But We're you know doing what, what the Egyptians used to do. Kind of. Kind of. But it's not about the medium of the comic book, right? Yes, they are typically bright and colorful and in your face. 
And the two major comic book producers produce stories about superheroes, and those are perceived more for kids. But then you have a story like Old Man Logan, where Logan gets hypnotized by Mysterio, and then he cuts in pieces all of the other X-Men because he thought they were being attacked by the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. And now all of the X-Men are dead and he's done it. And then the rest of the story you spend with Logan, it's him dealing with what he's done yeah. to the X-Men. That's well, not a children's story. That's, that's my all-time favorite Marvel uh, hero, I would have to say, is uh, Wolverine. I just cause Dude, Wolverine's awesome. He's you, got a very you don't fuck a very Hugh complicated Jackman. past. You don't mess with Hugh Jackman. I like Deadpool. <laughs> I don't like how Deadpool's so mainstream. Like, but I mean, my overall favorite superhero of all time was the Green Lantern. A lot of people gave that movie shit. Really? All right, I don't give a shit. Even Ryan Reynolds gave that movie shit. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds says differently, but at the same time. I've known the Green Lantern to be a black guy from the Justice League TV show when I was a kid. So, sure. But John Green, Stewart, man. The Green Lantern has always been my favorite. And when it comes over to the Marvel side, uh, my buddy goes, oh, I love Spider-Man. I'm like, no. And he is, every time the Spider-Man movie, like the new one that's coming out, Jake Gyllenhaal, that's the only reason I go to see, is see Jake Gyllenhaal. He's like, why? I'm like, I'm not gay. I just think the man's extremely attractive. <laughs> I saw him in Prince of Persia, and I saw him in that one movie where the world started freezing. And you know, he's—I I, like—he's a good guy, you know. And if I get to see him fly around and shoot lasers at things, that sounds pretty freaking cool. And but he's like, "I'll pay for your ticket." I'm like, "Dude, I'm not going to see Avengers Endgame either because I'm not sitting in a theater for three hours when I have to piss every forty-five minutes." That is fair. The that fact, was difficult. It was a was long a, movie, but it was good. There was a Snapchat guide to teach you on the perfect parts to piss in the movie. Like, to when really? you need to take a piss break. Like, when Hawkeye is talking to Black Widow, it lasts about 15 minutes. So you have between that window of time um, to get back before something important happens. I'm like, well, shit. I'll wait till this comes That's out hysterical. where I watch it on my phone. And then I'll have a chance to pause it. And go to the bathroom so I'm not missing anything important. Because next thing you come back, someone's dead. And you're like, what the happened? What happened? <laughs> That's really funny, actually. I didn't know about that. Because like, because of the podcast that I do, I try to get reviews up pretty quick. You know what I'm saying? Usually within a day or two. Now with Lion King, I didn't do that because it's just, it's such a retread of the original. Do you think that sucks that society's reflushing stuff back like that? It always happens. No, I, I, I don't. I, I, I actually think... prefer the older Lion King, though. I've, I've seen the trailer so do I. the new one. I don't know if I want to go watch it because it seems it's too, like, they put too much, uh, I guess, technology into it. Mm. I like the old cartoon type style. I mean, I like how they make it more realistic and all that, but... I think at a certain point, like it's nice for newer generations to kind of like grab hold of, but I'm still fascinated with old ass cartoons like Dexter's Laboratory and Johnny Bravo and the fact that you can't even play Johnny Bravo <laughs> Johnny anymore B. with how sensitive people are. Like it's, it, it sucks. And I like seeing those old style cartoon drawings and those types of animations. Sure. They, they, it seemed like they had a little bit more thought or more care put into them rather than using a computer and a technology to create an artificial kind of scene. Well, to be fair, 
the people who are doing these movies now, yes, they are making them look just absolutely gorgeous and photorealistic. They are still characters. They are still rigs. And I don't know how much you, how familiar you are with animation and like the terms of animation, but rigging is when you take a model, like a 3D model of a character, and essentially you give it bones, right? So it can move. And so, yeah, you're right. It does feel a little less more, uh, a little less difficult, let's say, to do now what they're doing than what they were doing in 1994. But it's just different because now that they don't have to worry about being on model for the character, they say, you know what, this is the model. This is it. I don't have to worry about it. Now they can really focus in on the movements and getting that super fluid animation and the expressions. Because of the Lion King being what it is with the more realistic animals, they weren't able to give the characters as much expression as the 94 one. And I think that that really damaged the movie overall you know what i'm saying yeah i mean well it's hard like the whole reason that we eat cows is because they don't have eyebrows like you know that's the whole reason we <laughs> consider them a farm animal is because they look like they show no emotion but right. <laughs> it's like when you create a movie and you make it so realistic it's and especially try to follow every single realistic thing about animals they don't truly look like they have any emotion sometimes like is is my dog sure. wanting to go outside or does he need to pee? Does he need food? Does he I don't know. A lot of animals, uh at least specific animals, especially when it comes to safari animals, like they don't really show a whole lot of emotion, like and you don't ever know what they're truly feeling anyway. So it's hard to capture that in a movie when you can easily do it like the its predecessor with um animation style drawing. Sure, absolutely. Like there's I, there's pros and cons to both. I got a little like I heard there's a lot of lashback at the new Aladdin movie coming out with uh, the genie Will Smith being blue and like all this types of stuff. He's, apparently they got problems with that. I don't know the whole story behind it, but well, Aladdin came out in March and Aladdin did just fine. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, it went. And hit 995, $995 million or it crossed that billion dollar mark. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it hit a lot. It's actually Will Smith's highest grossing movie ever. Like he has never made more with a movie than he did with a lab. It's awesome. The trailer sucked. And Disney. I don't know how many episodes of my podcast that you listen to, but my God, the trailers that Disney pumps out, be it for Marvel or for Disney proper, are awful. They're never good. And That's... Aladdin was one of the worst. Like, everyone freaked out when they saw Will Smith on the cover of, I believe it was Us Weekly. I think so, that's what it was. And he was looking like Will Smith, right? He wasn't blue. And everyone was like, oh, no, it's just going to be Will Smith. You know, he's not going to be blue. That's not good, this and this. And then Disney said, okay, we're going to show him to you blue. And he wasn't done. 
He was the rushed. effects on him weren't done, and he looked incredible come that the finished product. I, Will Smith was legitimately the best part of that movie. He was so good. Oh, and he's, to a, have amazing, so many, he's an amazing actor. He really is. And then to have so many people just giving him a bunch of crap going up to that and then seeing the finished product. I mean, granted, was he Robin Williams? No, of course not. But he's not Robin Williams. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was no chance he could have lived up to that. I don't know. Oh, oh for sure, dude. And if you think about anything, like... Uh, when it comes down to famous actors that literally make a movie, you look at Johnny Depp playing Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Dude, you can't picture Pirates of the Caribbean without Johnny Depp. You can't, but you're going to have to because now in this reboot of the Pirates that they're doing, no Johnny Depp, no Jack Sparrow even. I don't believe that. I don't believe it because Johnny Depp just bought like <laughs> his 36th house. So I'm like, yo, he's going to be The man Pirates owns an island. Dude. <laughs> He owns 36 <laughs> homes. He does not does he live really? and rent any of them. He just has homes. And they're like, what, what are you doing with your paycheck, John? He's like, I'm buying another house. He's like, what? Like, he's going to be making parts of the Caribbean like 86. Right? It's, it's going to happen. It's just he's got too many things. They're like, can you stop buying houses or sell some of them because you're losing money? He's like, no. Sorry. What's your favorite Johnny Depp movie? Oh, God. I feel like... He's been in so many good ones. I really liked, I don't know, I have to say Pirates of the Caribbean, man. I really Pirates? do like Trans Transcendence, that one movie with technology, because I am fascinated with Skynet and all that Terminator type stuff. But right. I, I don't know, Pirates of the Caribbean, like, I played games that, um, I'm, I'm more fascinated with older history type games and movies, like, uh, games like, um, I don't know if you know Assassin's Creed. and Oh, Assassin's Creed is a great franchise. Yeah, Odyssey probably my favorite just because it deals with so much with Greek history and architecture and all this stuff. And I, sure. I, I, I get fascinated with Black Flag was mine because of pirates. That's what I was going to say too. That probably got me into the whole uh, hooked on Pirates of the Caribbean because of Black Flag. Oh, really? Be a pirate and everything. Even though Pirates of the sure. Caribbean came out before, I you know I wasn't super into the movies until after I played Black Flag. Then I decided to rewatch all the Pirates of the Caribbeans, and I, I freaking loved it, man. Because you understand the whole like it's the whole like sometimes you feel like at least in the world we are today, we are a little bit too reliant on technology, and I feel like we should go back a little bit on some things. Like I don't think we need an iPhone twenty. I definitely dude. If I took my wife's phone away from her and said, "Meet me." At McDonald's, you on X, no way she'd never be able to find me. <laughs> Give them a map like you do in the pirate days and see if they figure it out, man. I, exactly. There's just so many things that we look at and like, oh, that was that was old time days. Oh, that was a terrible time. So I'm like, yeah, there was definitely things wrong with it. But you can't tell me that sitting around with Leonardo da Vinci while he's creating his flying machine or doing all these contraptions is better than... Uh, or is worse than, uh, I guess, sitting on your phone playing Candy Crush. Like, that sounds fucking terrible. I would love to be watching Leonardo literally in his craft, in his aspect, just being able to create this shit, being around pure creativity in its in its form. But that you know what's interesting? Sitting in my you say right that? I'm sorry, what was that last part? I said it'd be better than sitting in my house right now. Sure. But you know what's interesting? You say that? with the benefit of hindsight you know what i'm saying people like da vinci wasn't hailed 
the way that he is now as one of the greatest minds of his time, like it took years for people to realize, oh, hey, that guy Da Vinci, he was pretty smart. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, he was seen as a loon back in the day. People just thought he was exactly. some crazy inventor. And same thing with Galileo. Like Galileo, Galileo got locked um, in his house and died in his house because the tr- he went against the church and saying that, that the, with the planets don't revolve around the earth. You know, the sun doesn't revolve around right. the earth. We revolve around the sun. That was seen as looked down upon. I think anybody with a little bit of creativity or a willingness oh, it was, to change it was seen as heresy. Back. Yeah. And that's ridiculous, dude, because you think of movies, it seems like the only time uh, anybody can ever display true creativity is in is only in creative forms, which is music, art, and movies now. The only way to get an opinion across or get your thoughts across anymore has to be played in some type of movie that focuses on that, where it's seen as like, wait a minute, that's what that guy was trying to get across. You know, if you are depressed- Which is why I think movies- Go, sorry, go ahead. I said, like, if you're depressed and nobody's listening to you, you write a song like some Alice in Chains song, you know, down in a who. You do, you do something like that. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're getting your opinion out there of how you're feeling, and people are hearing it and feeling that emotion from you. You're able to use your words in another outlet. People are good at expressing themselves, whether it's like writing or, you know, um, it, I, one of my podcasts I had with, a, a basically an uncle to me, uh, his name's Tyler. He does, uh, like sports announcements and does DJ and broadcasting things for radio and all these types of things. And he's, he's very good with his vocals and his dad is terrible talking to people. Doesn't know how to express any emotion through his words, but he is a world renowned writer who's been, many of his books have been Grammy nominated or not Grammy nominated. What is it? No, the number one New York Times bestseller had been number yeah, one yeah, New yeah. York Times bestsellers and he's able to express his feelings through ink and through pen and be able to do that and I think everybody has an outlet of which they know how to get something across and I think every, we just have different forms of reaching it we got to find out what we're able to do to accomplish what our main goal is or point is to get others to see our reasoning, but don't try and strictly change someone else's views. Well, and see, that's the thing right there, man. You said it right there at the end. It's finding your outlet. It's finding your voice because, you know, you see people who are singers and stuff and you're like, oh, okay, maybe I could do that. But it didn't come to you naturally. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't start podcasting until I was 27 years old, but I feel like this has been very, 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 very good for me, especially when compared to the 27 prior years to before I was, before when I was doing this. And there's so many different avenues that podcasting opens to you once you really get into it and start, start looking into it in a creative way, not just from a sense of, Hey, I'm going to sit down and listen to a podcast. And if that's what you want to do with podcasts, that's great. That's what they're there for. But if you want to create a podcast, if that's the thought that you have, like, I want to do this, there are so many different things that you can do. You can have a, uh, a podcast like this, where it's a conversation, you go back and forth and that's great. You can have a conversation or I'm sorry, you could have a podcast like mine where me and my buddy are pundits about 
a topic. You know what I'm saying? You could have a, a podcast all about storytelling. Another friend of mine who I actually helped get into podcasting has a an audio drama that he creates. He's really? in the middle of his sec dude. He's in the middle of his essentially his fourth fourteenth se- season, and he's killing it. He is absolutely killing it. The story is really really good. Dude, I'd love to get him on my podcast, man. I'm out to hear everybody's story, dude. You're you're one of billions, but you're a special one in a billion. And I I try and highlight with mine how amazing each individual person is because I think somewhere in society that got thrown under the carpet and creativity got suppressed. People started oh, being, dude, being looked creativity at got different. suppressed in in school. Yeah, and I think that is a detriment, and I think I'm trying to – I think of myself as the solution or trying to change the – you know, be one of the small hands working that are trying to help people realize that they're all truly meaningful. I mean I listened to Joe Rogan, who's one of my influences, for many years. I mean I've got a passion uh, for working out, and I would listen – I would work out – my whole workout would be based on one of his episodes. Like two, three hours, I'd just be working out. I mean – I've been doing it every day for seven years, and that's no that's no bragging. Um, that's just me being passionate about something. And I realized if I can just put my freaking passion and all this drive I have into something else, what could I accomplish? And I realized exactly hey, maybe I'm not happy where I'm at in my life, and maybe I feel like I need to do something else. And that's when podcasting came around. And it actually started when my buddy called me in a very depressive state on top of his roof drunk and was saying he feels alone. He's just going to do it and jump. And I was like, Hey man, like, Hey, let me, and I talked him down. It was like three o'clock in the morning and I talked to him nicely like done three hours, but I'm like there. He's like, dude, you need to do something and get your voice out there. You need to be a therapist. So I thought I went, I went to school for therapy and psych psychology and all these types of things. Did and you I, really? Then I started, once I got my associate's degree, I'm like, you know what? Do I really want to do this? Or would I feel like, Maybe podcasting's the route. He pushed me to start my podcast. I talked to 130 something people so far. People from Romania, people from like just recently, I started doing it on the phone conversations now and trying to get everybody's story out there. I'm like, I can do as much local people as I possibly can that, you know, it's going to bond with local people, but that's not sure. the true meaning of my podcast is. I'm, I'm here to hear everybody's little tale, whether it's in an hour and a half, two hours, three hours. You know, I have I've already had amazing podcasts from my third grade teacher, who's the only teacher that never gave up on me when the school system did to my long lost cousin who's living with me for the summer, who I never knew existed. He's 30 years old and we just found out about him a year ago. And I, I podcast on Christmas, like the very first day I met him. It's my Christmas uh, day podcast. If you look that one up. And where it was fueled on shrimp, crab cakes, and coffee. Like that's what it was. <laughs> Two and a half hours. We dug into Skynet and how the world's gonna be controlled by robots. And it's the stories yeah, it's you, going that way. It's the stories you realize that as it doesn't matter if you're from Florida, if you're from Maryland, if you're from uh Russia, if you're from Bulgaria, all these things, everyone has the same hive mind thinking of how everybody's walking around the world today with a mask more willing to act like your friend, but truly not be your friend. And I'm just wondering 
is that something I can fix? Is that something we can change? Is that something I can tell somebody who's afraid to go out into the world and do anything with their life, who just feels comfortable in the same routine every single day? Is there something we can do to fix that? Or is it, do you feel like that's what you want to do? Because I can tell you, I've met, I've worked with a woman for three years and she finally told me she came out saying, you know, I used to be a professional women's champion arm wrestler. I'm like, excuse me? And she goes, yeah, I used to professionally women's champion arm wrestle. I used to win trophies and tournaments and competitions and all these types of things. I'm like, uh, do you want a podcast? She's like, sure. And we did it. And it was a story. And I'm like, there's people out there with a story to tell, man. And I want to hear it all. Like nobody knows the facts of, you know, Walt Disney, him being uh, against Jews. Nobody knew that. You know, that's like little secrets you find out about him being anti-Semitist and he hated communists and all these types of things. You start hearing these types of things and you're like, what other secrets are there out there? What other stories or hidden personas are people hiding too afraid to display who they truly are in public? I mean, he's a great one, first of all, created an amazing franchise, Disney. And then you see there's the dark side to him. We all got a dark side, but we all got a beautiful side too. And I feel like more nowadays with the world today, it's the dark side that gets showed out in the public because people are being too suppressed. I believe when you start suppressing creativity, it only has one way of breaking out. And that's after it builds up so much to the point where it comes out in an uncontrollable anger where you're not funneling it in the proper way. I agree with you there because, man, people are in such a rage now and they just want to be aggravated. They want to be mad about something. They want to be outraged by something, you know, the outrage culture of the world today. And I don't get it because I don't understand why someone would so desperately look for something in anything to be upset about the way that people do nowadays. You know, yeah. like I hate country music. I'm not going to lie to you. I hate it. I detest it. I don't think it's fun. It hurts me to listen to it, but I'm also not going to take a high powered revolver, go up into a hotel room and start blowing people away who do enjoy it. Let them be. They're not hurting anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like if they were hurting somebody, I could understand it maybe a little bit, but they're just out there having a good time, hanging out, drinking beers on a lawn, listening to some guy in boots sing songs to him. Let them have their fun. Why is it that somebody needs to shoot them with a high-powered gun over and over and over again? Like, it's that kind of mentality that just doesn't make sense to me, and I feel like a lot of people are just, like, really teetering on the brink of rage. I have I have this Disney podcast that I do, and so I ask questions on Facebook to people. Hey, what do you think of such and such topic? And like I said, you know, this past Saturday, me and my wife had went to Universal. And so when we were there, we saw a bunch of people wearing mouse ears. Now, the mouse ears are headbands that you'd get at Disney, and they look like Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah, my, I was so, always a fan of the uh, Pluto ears. Sorry, buddy. That, see, that's cool too. <laughs> I had little pictures of me actually as a little kid with Pluto, the Pluto hat on. My dad's like, you, you take nice. it off, we're not at Disney World anymore. I'm like, no. <laughs> These are mine and they're staying on my head. <laughs> they're glued. But the point being is, 
I asked this question on Facebook. Is it okay to wear mouse ears to Orlando? And contrary-wise, is it okay to wear Harry Potter robes to Magic Kingdom? Right? Just a very simple yes-no comment why, situation. Why is that People even a, lost their minds. Why? That shouldn't even be I, a who question. Knows? What? Like, uh, if I want to go naked and walk in Disney World, <laughs> I won't be surprised if they throw me out two minutes later. But at the same time, like... You have, uh, if you, why do you care so much about what they're wearing if it's not in the proper location? It's the same thing with the Marvel universe. If you get Marvel and DC mixed up, people that are diehard fans of it will freak and snap. Yes, they do. And it's nuts. And I don't get it. Like, oh, don't you dare wear your ears to Universal and don't you ever wear your robes to Magic Kingdom. I was like, relax relax it's like we're, fine we're it's just, just it's merely a question we're just people but some bro. people are just so mm, so passionate let's say that they want to make sure that their voice is heard and so i think you can relate it to the same thing like if someone wears a t-shirt to a band that's your favorite you're like oh what, what songs do you know and then they only name like the two most popular <laughs> songs that everybody knows and you're like oh you're not a real fan and then you kind of like give them a little bit of shit i mean i understand that point but i think people did that with um oh god who was it uh miley cyrus like again i don't like her music but she was wearing an acdc shirt and people were like what songs do you know from ACDC? And she's like, I just like the shirt. And I'm like, you're not a real fan. Boo. Hiss. Make dead. Yeah. I just think everybody's looking to say something or make a little mock. I don't think that's people's fault in general. I think that's just how we're being kind of crafted in this world. We're not doing a whole lot of our own thinking anymore. We're sort of living oh, by no. a certain standard. It's mob mentality for do. sure. Yeah. I mean, if it's not, if we all don't come to the same agreement, then that person that's known as the outcast, who's truly just an innovator or someone with their own thinking, their own thoughts on the world. Mm -hmm. And it's. Oh, absolutely. That's that's throughout history that's happened, though. We've had amazing people like that that have been the outlier or been someone that's been known as the outcast, who's only the outcast because he has a different mindset than all the others he has a different understanding of the world and it's it's difficult to kind of get to like why did you even start a podcast to talk about disney i mean just trying to get that across you know how stigmatized that would be you're what 32 years old i am 30 actually right now you're 30 years old and you started a disney podcast when you were 27 yeah so, but you hear, you say that and people are like, what? Like, you aren't, you're not grown up. It's like, why do you have to be grown up to enjoy Disney World? There's plenty of grown up things you can do at Disney World. Have you ever gotten drunk and then passed out in the lazy river? Well, let me tell you something. Like, you could, you can bring in that reference. Like, the whole aspect of like, when you start putting labels and identities and definitions on what you have to do, what you have to be, how you have to act, who you have to be to do certain things, it totally just, ignores the whole idea of what it truly means to be free and enjoy the world like we have thoughts and we're different for a reason why just because timmy likes to walk in wearing 
a Nightmare Before Christmas shirt on and wear Mickey Mouse ears on his head. Why is he looked at as a weirdo? Why do we stare at that? Right. I, see, I see that guy and be like, you got a freaking story I want to hear, bro. Like, exactly. what do you do with your life, man? Like, I, I it's these types of movies. Like, I have podcasted with a, my manager at my gym who is a bodybuilder. And his whole chase and pursuit of bodybuilding stemmed from him going to the store every other weekend with the, his allowance and getting comic books and drawing these superhero figures that he loves so much. I mean, you see him at the gym now. He's wearing a superhero shirt. Always see their Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Captain America. It doesn't matter. And you're like, how can you be this bodybuilder guy and have this fascination for, um, I don't even know, something so childish? And he goes, um, I actually got into bodybuilding because I used to be fascinated with how these cartoonists used to draw these bodybuilding figures and i decided i wanted to try and make my body look as superhero as possible and then he started winning sure. competitions and next thing you know that's what stemmed him i'm like we all can take something from life but i feel like we take the bad and not the amazing beautiful things about it oh absolutely and it's really interesting because you'll hear a story right of whatever you'll you hear a story of whatever and your buddy hears that same exact story at the same exact time as you, and you'll take one thing, and some, and your buddy will take another, and then because you have both heard this story, now your lives are going to be completely different from what they may have been, but yours is going one way because you took it one way, and then your buddy is another because he took it another. It's really, really interesting because everybody is just so different. And it's cliche to say that, but it's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's mentality on the world is different. All depending on how you were raised and what your moral views are, man. It's I, I like that. Exactly. I like how we're different. I don't like being 100% the same. I think what society is turning us into today is 100% of the same thing. It ends up being like that SpongeBob episode. Like, hi, how you doing? <laughs> like, everybody's hooked like that. Like, no emotion anymore. I'm like, dude, like, can you just give me an answer? Like, do you want a yes or no? Like, do you want, do, do you want to go do this or not? Uh, I don't know. What do you want to do? It's like, dude, I'm asking you because I want to know what do you want to do? I don't right. want to know what I want to do. I know what I want to do. I want to go to Applebee's and tear up some chicken tenders. Uh, what do you want to do? You're vegan, so you're not going to want to go to Applebee's with me and tear up some chicken tenders. So let's figure exactly. out a way that somebody gets what they want here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, I have some stupid tangents and references to stuff. <laughs> I understand. No, that's very funny. <laughs> but like going back to your you know what you were saying is that like everyone is different. What I really find interesting is the way people react, the different ways people react to situations. Like my wife my wife is a very reserved person, a very quiet person, very shy person. Now, you were mentioning uh, Jehovah's Witnesses earlier. Me oh, and my God. wife are one of them. You're both Jehovah's witnesses. witnesses? Yes. And so oh. when we go in service and we go 
preaching, she'll tear it up. No problems whatsoever. She just destroys. She's very, very good. Me, on the other hand, you know, you, you get a little bit more tense. But if I put her in here, in this booth with me, she's super tense. I'm much more relaxed. It's it's different upbringings and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember a oh, couple years sure. ago. I remember a couple years ago. Me and my friends were all planning to go to Comic-Con up in Tampa. Now, for me personally, I am always one to try to find a joke in something. You know what I'm saying? Be it a dark joke, be it a cringy joke, whatever. Be it an you're, awkward joke. You're speaking to I am going the to make choir, a joke about bro. something. You're preaching I'm sorry? To the, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> I'm always so, cracking jokes at obviously the worst moments too. Trust me. Yes. Yes. And it's fun. And then the thing is, because it's just my nature to do so, sometimes I don't really realize what I've said, right? And so this time I'm going to to Michael's because I had to get some some foam because I was creating pop uh, I'm sorry, cake pops for my brother's wedding or his wedding shower. His wedding shower. And now I am running super behind all day long. So I didn't get up and get dressed. I didn't brush my hair. I'm in my pajamas. I have a like a nine day old beard going on. I brushed my teeth because I'm not an animal. But I was <laughs> like, I have to go to Michael's. And so I didn't want to go digging in my bag. I just threw on my sandals. I kept my pajamas on because they were cut off sweats and an old t-shirt. And I threw on this trench coat, this big, big old trench coat that I have. Because it was raining and I went to Michael's. Well, I was planning on going to Comic-Con as the Scarecrow from Batman. And I go in there and I grab my phone and I'm walking out and the lady goes, so, did you find everything okay? I said, yeah, absolutely I did. She goes, okay, wonderful. I said, well, actually, you know what? Since I got you, I'm looking for rope. And she goes, rope? Well, we have some ribbon over here to the right. Um, and we nah, also have some twine. I want one of them to... hangman's ropes so I can make this costume authentic. Well, here's the thing. That's kind of what I said. <laughs> I went, and she goes, we have some... some, <laughs> some some other rope over here. I go, she goes, I don't know if that's what you're looking for though. I said, uh, not really. I said, I'm looking for more of a, mm, a noose rope. Oh, and she goes, I am not selling that to you. I said, okay. And I took my stuff and I left. And then it dawned on me that she's not going to sell this noose to me, this noose rope to me because of the way I look. I look like a crazy person. I don't have my, I don't have brushed hair. I have old clothes on. I have flip flops in this, crazy torrential downpour storm edge she did and so it made me laugh as to like hey this is what she thought and i went ha, 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 ha. and i turned around and i pointed at her when i pointed at her dude all the all the color just white as a sheet it was hysterical she probably thought you're <laughs> on edge like like you just found out another uh disney princess real truth and you were like oh god about to end it all <laughs> she was so scared I, I, do, I mean, it's I it could tell she's trying to be a good person or she's like, I just sure. don't feel like going to find you this shirt. But at the same time, it's like, I do. I'm just, it, it fascinates me how like 
the simple things that you kind of overlook. I mean, I've been in the store one time, uh, or actually it was uh, with my buddy, um, his dad, and uh, he had his little brother in there. And they're talking. His little brother's like eight years old, all hooked on Xbox, like how I was when I was younger. And he was talking about like, "Dad, hurry up!" And like they had, they were getting white sheets and stuff for um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, for their, I think they were doing. It was getting ready for Halloween. It was around that time, so they were gonna dress up as ghosts or do some weird costume with that. And uh, right. he's like, "Dad, I need to get home and get to my clan meeting." And a woman walked by and heard that <laughs> and saw that they had white sheets in their hands. And she like looked at him and he was like trying to explain to her, no, he's talking about Xbox. He's addicted to playing with his clan on Xbox. And like, I'm like, oh my God, like, you know how hard it would be to try and like, like actually describe that. At that point, you just got to get out of there. Like you just got to be like, oh, right. Like, That's a like, very funny story. But the concept of like, when I heard that, I was like, did you not like, or uh, did you not get arrested? And they're like, no, we had to leave <laughs> like immediately. I was like, that sucks. That's hysterical. And I was like, but it seems like people don't tend to try out the, I guess all the facts or the truth to everything. They just kind of make justifications as soon as possible. I'm like, Oh, absolutely we not doing that. We just freaking lose everything. Look, you know what? The, like, one of the biggest problems that I've seen like recently is people going onto Facebook, reading a headline and going, that's what that is, and then posting it. Like, Vaccines are mind. killing people. <laughs> like the uh, the whole bit about the Ali- the Area 51, the raid, right? And Which- then, uh, all right, hold on. My very first podcast i do that narrows down on topics called fill in the blank was mm-hmm. on bob lazar before it came out that he was right all along i talked about him before did you universe. listen to the joe rogan episode with him i did of course i did oh my me? god wasn't it good it was good and you know what sucks is now that six hundred and sixty thousand people have signed up to do the area 51 raid um, he actually came out to the news saying that he faked everything, like it was all a lie. And I'm like, is he doing that because of all the people that are probably going to get shot and killed at the Area 51 base? Because there's no way the government is going to let anybody near any of their secret government shit. And Correct. He's, he has quoted saying, Bob Lazar has quoted saying, hey, there are no aliens at 51. That is a government training ground. Do not go there. The one person that did go there one time got shot. So I do not recommend going there because you probably will get hurt. All these people are completely not listening to him. Like, we're going to find the secrets to alien shit. He goes, I never said (laughs) Area 51 had the secrets to alien shit. I said S4, the secret hangar from 30 decades ago, had the secret shit in it. Not so they probably right. moved it, and who's to say it's even continuing running? Because the flying saucers came from Nazi invention and all that, all that deep exactly. down rabbit hole. But if you watch this <laughs> documentary on Netflix, you listen, you're like, "Holy shit!" Like, there's no way that's not true. Because I've I've podcasted on conspiracy theories. You know that movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats, with uh, George Clooney. Yeah. That's based on a true government program where they were creating Jedi warriors, basically psychological warriors. And that was, that was 20 minutes away from where I live, where my parents grew up. Really? 
And I was like, Mom, do you know about this? And like, yeah, I heard about that a long time ago. And I was like, did you know about all the shady shit they were doing? And she goes, what? And I start reading her like the article. Because when I do the topics, I don't, I do all the research to it. I print out the research in front of me. I make sure I'm highly educated on it. And I start talking about it. So well, as reason, well you want to be, because if you don't, then you're going to come across as like, hey, you didn't do your research, you idiot, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> not good. You And you want to know what you're talking about, but at the same time, like, I'm open to all interpretations. I have no problem with anything in the world. If, if You know, I'll try anything once. Yes, I'll maybe try cocaine. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't, see, I can't make a justification on something if I've never tried it myself. If I have no insight, then there's no point in me judging it. So when sure. it comes to religion, let's say that, okay, because you said you're a Jehovah's Witness. I have no problem yes. with Jehovah's Witnesses, but I have a problem when someone's trying to conform someone saying they're going – they're damned to hell since they don't believe in God. I don't know if there's a true being out there. I don't have that type of faith, but I've talked to people who do have that faith, and I am jealous of them because – they have a 100% belief in their mind where I find fault with mine. I will truly never know until after I pass. Hopefully, hey, if there's a God out there, that'd be fucking awesome because maybe he'd want a podcast and I'd like to podcast with him. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't know what's beyond this life. I don't know what happens when we die. I don't think anybody does. And it's, it's one thing that's inevitable is death. And I think once we come to that conclusion, just – it's something, but the whole idea that we have to follow a certain religion in our society or you're seen as out, I guess, an outsider. Uh, it's why I went to my Maryland courthouse and I got my ordained minister's license under the United Church of Bacon. Yes, I said <laughs> the United Church of Bacon. I have a, a degree hanging on my wall that says ordained minister. And I also Bravo. joined... I also joined Dudism. I also joined uh, Pastafarianism. I also joined the Invisible Pink <laughs> Unicorn. I have joined over like 15 religious parody cult type situations or religion, uh, par paradoxical religions. Only reason is, is why not? Why not? Sure. You know, why out of the blank? Why not? It's the whole idea. We have these things in life that you can do and there's no reasoning behind it. It's just shit you can do. It's like, well, why not? Let's do it. Why are why are there meth alligators in Florida right now? Well, why not? Because people find it funny to feed meth to alligators. They're not just <laughs> feeding the meth to alligators. They're flushing it down their toilets. And it's creating them angry, pepped up super gators in the freaking sewer. That's, that's crazy. Oh, that's terrifying. That's terrifying news that I didn't have before. Thank you for ruining my night, Robbie. You didn't know about that in Florida? <laughs> no. Dude, they got meth alligators now. People have been flushing <laughs> meth down um, their toilets to get, I guess, I don't know, to get rid of it. I guess they're about to be raided or something. But they have like yeah. six cases they found already in Florida of people um, coming across meth alligators. Wow. Imagine That's a dinosaur. That's kind of incredible. On meth. A dinosaur <laughs> on meth. They already pissed people off enough down there. I mean, at Disney World, I'm pretty sure a kid was eaten by an alligator. Yes, he was. But Yes, whole, he was. The whole factor is you now have methed up dinosaurs running around your gulf area. Oh, Florida was a messed up place before. Now My we're just we're just screwing with people now. Now I can <laughs> I can kind of talk a little bit of trash on Florida because I used to go up there all the time because my grandma lived up there. So Oh yeah. Let me tell you something. I have never met a place 
where there's been so many old people wearing Hawaiian shirts that golf. <laughs> and also you find the dumbest stuff happen, like a giant tortoise in the middle of the road. You're like, what is he doing there? Is he, oh, what, it's ridiculous. What is he doing? Is he is he going across the street? No, he's laying down in the street. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and you got to get out of your car, throw him off the street, get back in your car, drive away. It's a nightmare. Dude, I my, hear you. My freaking uncle was driving his motorcycle down the streets in Florida and hit a freaking alligator. That what? Like, that doesn't happen. How do you... That How do you miss an alligator, though? It ran, it was so quick. It hopped off the side, like out of the grass. You didn't even see it. Oh, god! He hit it like a speed bump, and they said he flew over the handlebars and everything. He just got back on his bike and drove away. I'm like, <gasps> like what? Like that would be terrifying. Thing, the worst thing you get hit down where I live is a deer, and that's like they just run right, <laughs> right? into you. They don't give a shit. But <laughs> like that, I mean, a gator. Like you're worried about like what? Like oh, I, I try and be aware on the road. Be like, no, there's a freaking messed up dinosaur in the bushes waiting to come at you and freaking tomahawk your ass. <laughs> Did you see the movie Crawl? Yeah, I've seen the movie Crawl. Did you see it? Yeah, the the old Man. like weird gothic movie. No, 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 not that, not not movie that Crawl. crawl. Oh, Crawl. Like, yeah, it's in crow. theaters now. It's about alligators. Oh my! It's goodness. great. I gotta watch it. Gotta get it's up on great. That gators. That gator soup, dude. Sewer gators are a real thing. See, are they? Because I've heard that they are not. I have podcasted on it. It's people, have you? A lot of people think it's a myth, but there actually has been some cases of sewer gators because people do flush some weird shit down the toilet. I believe that. I, I I just See, I, I think there's a lot of things in the I guess when it comes to certain things I just there's there's weird there's just weird shit that goes on in the world man like the poison candy myth you ever heard about that people poisoning Halloween candy that's a complete oh yeah that's a complete myth that's not real as I heard that I podcast I had on somebody it, send me a it, uh, it, a, a story the other day like oh people are injecting AIDS into bananas no they're not. No, they're not. they're not. It's the same thing <laughs> with the freaking pinprick attack. It's a type of terroristic myth that was created on the internet where people were afraid that other people were going around injecting other people with AIDS. The whole easy yeah. thing, that whole belief, whatever. Well, there was a giant scare. People used to be afraid to pump gas because people were leaving like heroin needles oh under God. the gas handles. And also in the coin returns of like phone booths and shit, people were breaking off heroin needles in there and people were afraid to get AIDS from it. I, like I got so sick of getting those stories. Like I, I remember I had one friend just kept sending me crap like that, just over and over and over. And I had told him, "Stop it, knock it off." And I had to sit him down. I was like, "Listen, this is all fake. You can tell. Do you see that bad grammar right there? It's a dead giveaway that it's fake. Because if it was something from a reputable company." That would be fixed. <laughs> like, this yeah. is all garbage. Knock it off. And then they finally did. And that made me happy. And guess what? I still don't have AIDS. Yeah. I, I'm still <laughs> scot-free. <laughs> exactly. I just think there's, oh, these, there's these things that, you know, we create 
that I think where we see our creativity hit good aspects, like with animation and these types of like amazing parks and stuff, they get taken down in a weird way with some people on Reddit when it comes to myths and all these types of scare tactics that try and push people to be less willing to pursue anything, I guess. Be afraid to travel out in the world. Like Mean World Syndrome, the idea that the news, uh, it's the theory that the news uh, affects more people to keep them inside uh, by displaying a lot of more of the bad things, um, highlight the badness of the world on the uh, like cable and everything. So you're watching TV and everything's like you're hearing gunshots, people getting killed in the streets and stuff. You don't want to go outside and explore the world. It's the main reason why. Right. I don't know about that, but I know for a fact that news organizations push that kind of headline because it gets views. Well, the, yeah, you that's 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 a real thing, though. Mean world syndrome. If you look that up, um, like it's a reason why if you go to a nursing home, they don't have the news playing on the TV because uh, it seems that now at younger ages, more kids are less willing to go outside, at least if they get inflicted by the news um, and also video games, obviously. But uh, it seems like people are kind of scared of what the world is turning into with how crazy things are getting. Like people in you know, the world seem to become like more dangerous and dangerous. Well, they don't play news in retirement homes. They only play Jeopardy shows and all these other types of things. And they actually, most of them lock the channels so they can't switch it over. Because when you're old and you have nothing to do, you can't go outside. You can't really move around like you used to. You're usually kind of fine to your bed. You're watching mm -hmm. TV all the time and you're watching TV all the time. Sure. If I just keep showing bad news programs or bad articles that the news plays, you're going to be completely scared of going and experiencing what, how awesome tr truly people are. You're going to be afraid. You're going to get depressed. And depression is no joke, man. That is a monster. And if you have depression on top of being in a retirement home, it's just, it's a bad mixture, you know? Yeah, like my whole thing was I always wanted to make sure that at the end of my days, I was able to say I had a life. Like I lived a life, man. I don't want to say I yes. made it through a life. I've heard too many Absolutely. people say I've made it through a life and they just got comfortable and that's how they chose to live it. I want to be able to say I made my life something awesome. Exactly. You want it to be something that you look back on and you're happy. It reminds me, this is like, I don't recommend taking life advice from movies, you know, but I saw the movie, The Inception, right? And they have Ken Watanabe at the very beginning of the movie. He says, I am an old man filled with regrets. And when I saw that, I was like, I will never be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. And I've, I feel like I've succeeded. You know what I'm saying? You, you definitely have, man. I mean, if hell, if you're being able to, first of all, be married and twice it, oh, damn what happened the first time? i know <laughs> <laughs> no but be able to first of all if try and find what's making you happy and being able to accomplish what you want to do or just what you think you want to do but be able to have an enjoyment in life at the moment you're at and being able to continue that as long right. as you never lose truly be what it means that you want to do and be happy and you're not bothering anybody you've already accomplished much more than a lot of people will ever do uh Dude, it's, absolutely man i tell like people, my grandpa oh go ahead i'm sorry well, I, I, I tell people, we all got something. We all got something we want to do. And it sometimes after the podcast, you're like, shit, man, I got to get some irons in the fire. And I'm like, go ahead, dude, because you, the only person stopping like you is you. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That's like, that's the best advice you can do, or I'm sorry, the best advice you can give somebody is just start, just start doing it, you know, regardless of what it is. Oh, I want to become a writer. You want to write? Cool. Uh, but my story is not completely fleshed out. Doesn't matter. Sit down and start writing. Write a paragraph a day. Once you get that done and you're like, all right, I feel comfortable with this. Then you expand paragraph, two paragraphs a day. Write a page a day. Whatever it is, do something like that. Oh, you know what? I want to run a marathon, but I'm 400 pounds. That's fine. Go walk a lap around the block. Now walk two laps. Now walk three laps. And then just keep going. Next thing you know, you're going to be prepared to run that marathon. It's not going to be quick. It's not going to be instantaneous. And I think that is the problem with a lot of people is they want immediate gratification. They choose the easiest road, man. And they don't care how they get there, whether it's stepping on the throats of other people to get there. Let me tell you something. If you feel like you can't accomplish something because it's too hard, Okay, let's say let's let's use the scenario. You want to write, but you're dyslexic and you have you have problem Parkinson's. You can't move your hands very well, so it's very hard for you to hold a pencil. It's very hard to do these things. But you want to write, that's your passion, okay? All right then. You're going to have to work twice as hard to get to your passion, but I guarantee to you nothing's stopping you but you from doing it. Exactly. That's all. It's it's what anything is. You want to you want to make the best Disney podcast out there. Well, guess what? You're going to do it as long as you keep motivating yourself to get forward into that. Is that what you want to do with your life? Do you feel like that's your comfortable scenario? I would be so fucking happy if my podcast would just be able to help me sustain through my life and I would never have to worry about bills or anything like that. I'd want a podcast with everyone in the world. I actually plan on this winter taking a travel trips, going around the country, going to maybe different countries and just taking my little recorder, mobile recorder, whatever, and just be able to podcast with as many people as possible. I, I, I could do 50 of them in a day. I love it. I love hearing people's thoughts and stories. You know, it doesn't, it's just, it's good conversation. There are no bad conversations. People say, oh, but that was an argument. No, 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 no. It was a conclusion (laughs) to something where both parties did not agree. That's all it was. Sure. But it was overall, it's a conversation, just two people talking. Wherever it goes, it goes. You want to talk about aliens? You want to talk about freaking Bob Lazar? If you want to talk about, you know, Mufasa, if you want to talk about the, weird shit disney has in its closet i don't care it's all something that's out there and it's it's information that's just going to strike and create something for someone that's listening to be like whoa hey that guy smoked a little bit too much uh (laughs) and that's that's all you can do like when i started doing the nocturnal disney podcast and even to this day i do it for myself I make a show that I would want to listen to. And then I hope, hey, other people will want to listen to that. And so far, I've been pretty correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not blowing the doors off theaters or anything like that. But people listen to my show. And that makes me happy. Yeah. Because those are you know, like-minded individuals. And then, like you were saying, I hope that the like-minded individuals say, you know what, this guy was articulate enough to, hey, listen to this show. I know that you don't like Disney, but listen to this. Maybe 
he could change your mind or at least listen to him. At least then you can get an idea of why we like Disney or oh, whatever sure. it is. I'd love to be on your Disney podcast too, man. I think I can share some dumb insight on some Disney stuff. You'd have, probably have to give me a heads up on what you're talking about before I'm on it so I can do a little bit of research. A little bit out of the a little bit out of the Disney world, but I still like I, I li- like listening to him because you guys have some good thoughts and speaking on it. And I don't know if you know uh, the singer to Ballyhoo, uh, that reggae band. Dude, I love Ballyhoo. I don't know the singer, but well, like, I had, you know, by name or anything like that. I had, but I love them. I, I had the singer on my podcast, and uh, did you really? Yeah, his name's Howie Spangler, and um, I was talking to him, and he was like, he's got a podcast too, Tales from the Green, but. Having him on my podcast and how willing he was to just talk to me and I could hear his stories on life and stuff. It was pretty fucking amazing, man. Two hours. It was it was a good conversation. But it's like, we're all people, man. It doesn't matter who you are. I mean, whether you're my cousin eating dinner at Sam Elliott's house and all this shit where I found out that about him. I'm like, hey, excuse me, you ate dinner next to Mr. Cowboy? He's like, yeah. <laughs> i'm like good god i'm like but you don't realize you you, you 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 highlight people and you see them when they pop up on the big screen it's these like amazing people or these uh, impossible people you'll never meet in your life i'm like no you can meet them they're people just like us we all have stories to tell but they were people that chose to pursue their career they chose to pursue their passion they chose never to give up and to take every step forward and and making their dream a reality Dude, 100%, man. And what's crazy is you're saying, oh, you know, they're these these icons. We can't touch them. Like, years ago, yes, I would agree with you. But now we have things like social media where there are a lot of stars, like big-name stars like Chris Pratt and stuff like that, who don't handle their Twitter accounts or their Facebook accounts. But there are a lot of people who don't definitely do handle their own Twitters and Facebooks and stuff like that. And so you tweet at them or you send them a message. They're definitely seeing that. Yeah. It's going to their phone. It's going right to their pocket. It's such a strange thought. It's something that I never really thought about until I sent a very mean, (laughs) a very mean tweet to a celebrity that I don't particularly care for. Is a comedian. I don't think he's funny, and who? I'm not gonna who? say who. Who? Uh, who? Oh God, who's it? Uh, Dan Mintz. I don't know. Dan Mintz. He's the guy who does one of the voices on Bob's Burgers. He does the oh shit, uh, the middle daughter. Bob's Burgers is awesome though. <laughs> I just, I just don't like him. I don't know what it is. I, it's got to be his voice, but I just do not I'm connect. The same with way him. with Jerry Seinfeld. So I feel you. Really? Oh, man. I freaking hate Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Don't even start. Well, I, I can't do it. My mom's like, I love that show. I'm like, you are nuts. I can't stand that nasally guy. He's super nasally, watch, man, but that show I is I will hysterical. not watch Seinfeld because of him. I will not watch the comedians and getting coffee and cars thing with him. I just, I can't handle it. See, like that, that, I feel like that would be right up your alley because that's essentially this show. I know, and I you think I haven't tried watching it, but I'm like, no, turn it <laughs> off, turn it off. My buddy's like, dude, it's Jerry Seinfeld, man. You can just look past it and look at the guest. I'm like, no, I'll, I'll try. He's like, just sit down and watch five minutes of it. Dude, two minutes in, I was ready to throw his TV out the window. But you I know hear- what you should watch then is um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. 
I do like that show. I do like that. Yeah. See, Curb Your Enthusiasm was written by Larry David, who who stars in the show, obviously. But he is he is a co-writer, a co-creator like of Seinfeld. Too. Community too is pretty good. Oh, dude, I love community. Me and my wife are just actually Chevy finishing Chase, that show man. up. Chevy Chase, brother. Can't go wrong yeah, with that man. guy. Have you ever seen the show The IT Crowd? I have not. Seinfeld, I know you don't like it, is my favorite sitcom of all time. I think I, it's classic. It's and not I think that some I of the, don't like Seinfeld. I just can't stand Jerry. Yeah, I can I understand that. I mean, I mean, what's the deal with airplane food? <laughs> it's like, oh my God, did somebody punch you in the nose? <laughs> so... Like I, I think that I, mm, I think that show is classic. I think it's the writing is really tight in it, but the show, the sitcom that I think makes me laugh the hardest, is the IT Crowd. And the it's a it's a British show, and I cannot tell you for the life of me who is in it because I don't know any of their names, but it is far and away the funniest show I've ever seen. It's so good. It is so good. I, think I love the, it. The best show I've probably ever seen is uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, uh, whose line is it anyway? Dude, I used to love whose line is it anyway. I watched that show when I was far too young to watch that show. <laughs> Dude, I've watched that show so much. It's made, it's made up where the points don't matter. I love that. Like that whole. <laughs> I've always been fascinated with improv, and, and a lot of people are like, that's why you're good at podcasting. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, because if someone brings something up, you can randomly just go into something without having to think. I'm like, I don't know, man. I just I, I just don't even – sometimes, you know, I just shoot it out there. I just I don't care. Pull whatever's out of the blank. And they're like, oh, is that the name of your podcast? That would have meant to you? I'm like, no, I'm just like our podcast is good at anything from shitting in hotel rooms in my first episode to – podcasting about whatever god knows what every freaking podcast is a journey and an experience that travels in a whole another direction and that's what i love because i mean being able to change it up in life is something we got to do from time to time if we're so focused on doing the same thing over and over again you're never gonna truly be and see that's one thing that i envy about your show like over something like my show is because yes it's always different in terms of you know the topics that we're talking about or but it stems you know, around have disney you, but it's always around disney yeah you know it might be about marvel it might be about star wars it might be about indiana jones whatever pixar but it's still always around disney so i do envy you because this show that you've created it's it's very interesting just all the stories again it is very much in the same vein as the joe rogan experience that's and the, that's the main thing i wanted through to that show too. yeah man because you can flick through that show you can flick through this show and just here you go and click and know that it is going to be nothing like the three or four episodes any of the other ones really you know it's, yeah I, it's I've, incredible. I've had it where people are like like yeah, I skipped about five minutes in, and I'm like, oh, so you missed a complete conversation about uh, the coffee? And they're like, what? And I'm like, you got to go back. I'm like, you understand if you try and skip more than a minute in my any of my podcasts, you just missed a whole another conversation because we're flying off on different tangents left and right. Dude, my one buddy who's 
all right, he did this ridiculous thing with coffee. Uh, he was pouring coffee in uh, my house and he pours it to like a good level and then he puts ice cubes in it. So then the coffee overflows. So when he goes to sip sure. it, he spills it on my table. So instead of like a, a normal uh, human being would sip it after it spills so it wouldn't spill again and then clean it up, he decides to get up. Walk all the way into the kitchen, <laughs> grab one paper towel, not two, one paper towel, wipe up the mess, <laughs> then walk all the way to the trash can, throw it in the trash can, then sit down. Then he goes to sip it again and it spills again. He did this <laughs> four or five times. It was about 20 minutes after until he decided to actually get a drink of coffee. He goes, tasty. I'm like, we're podcasting about this. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, we're going to podcast about what the fuck just happened. And he goes... <laughs> He goes, I, I guess I don't understand. And I'm like, why did you do all that? And he goes, none of that coffee was strong enough to stay in my coffee cup. So it was not a correct amount of strength <laughs> liquid to be in my coffee cup. And I'm like, what? And he's a scientific guy. And so is our, my other friend that was with us on the podcast. It's called Revenge of the Geeks. Uh, and we're sitting there talking. And he's like, any coffee that spills out of the coffee cup is known as bitch coffee and it's not willing to be in my body. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I'm just listening to these guys trying to explain their reasoning behind it. And I just throw in, you're a lid man, aren't you, Chris? And Chris goes, Oh no, I fucking hate lids. Like it's a five minute rant about how no coffee stays in the cup perfectly. And then I bring up lids and he just says, no, he hates it. It's those minutes where you're like, if you skip a minute into my podcast, you're already missing so much funny shit that was probably said, man. I've, I've had conversations with people where we've gotten to arguments about philosophy from one of my episodes, Van Trip into the Void. Like it was four people arguing all about different thoughts on what the world's like, religion, what we're meaning on this earth is. And, you know, it's everyone's got experiences from people that have done salvia to DMT to these types of things that give them this extra spiritual recognition or experience and it's all of us just talking and having thoughts and it's like whether it may seem like an argument i'm like no it's just a bunch of people getting passionate trying to understand everyone's views that's all it ever exactly. is exactly i make sure when everyone leaves this room you get a text from me saying was it an enjoyable conversation because if it wasn't then i didn't do my job correctly and like why do you think right. of it as a job i'm like because I come here and I ask you guys to be on my podcast. And much as it is a benefit to me as it is to you, it also is supposed to be a fun thing that we do together to have fun and be able to relax from this everyday normalcy that we have in society today. We, we aren't able to display ourselves the way we can truly be displayed when no one's at home and you're in your room with the door shut. At that time, you can truly be free, which means naked, but truly be free. Sure, man. Absolutely. That's that's a really good way of looking at it, too, because you interact with so much with people who you can tell are just being fake, wearing that mask, and you know that it's there. And to a certain extent, you have to wear a mask in society to function. You know what I'm saying? Like. You have to have inhibitions because like, creativity and individuality is not, uh, it's not, I guess, popular anymore. It's, you know, yet well, be it's this not way. popular and it's not, it's not, oh man, I don't know the word. It's not, it's not looked upon it's not as readily, being it's not readily anymore. seen. Yeah, it's not acceptable, I guess you would say. 
there's too much of it that's like it's it's suppressed dude it's 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 all that's all that the world is nowadays it's just suppression 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 it's like when can i truly and you're right and sometimes that's good though sometimes that is good because yeah, i cannot tell yeah. you the number of times where i've said oh my god thank god i have inhibitions because i remember i was working at uh oh god where was it i was working at papa john's and i was called in Nobody else knew I was there. I hadn't clocked in yet. And my manager was kneeling on the floor with his back to me with his head underneath the can opener. And my immediate thought was, I can kill him and no one would know that I did it. Dude, I have those thoughts too, but it's more like when I'm staring at a ceiling fan and I'm like, I wonder what happens if I just turn that on high and just jumped into that fucking thing. It would hurt. (laughs) <laughs> like just stand under it and just jump straight up like just, my mom's like why do you think that way i'm like i don't fucking know <laughs> but it's times like those that i'm like you know what thank god i have inhibitions because my manager is no longer my manager but he's still alive as far as i know he didn't die at my hand and that's good because i don't want to go to jail but then you're right. You have people who say, oh, man, you know what? I don't I don't want to pursue X because it's not going to be popular and I don't want to be ostracized for it. And that is not cool. One of my favorite things on this planet is music. I love music and everybody loves music, right? Yeah. But people love like pop music and right now the popular music is hip-hop and rap yeah and i like rap to a to an extent as long as it has something to say you know yeah you don't like uh, how it becomes too studiotized which does happen obviously exactly like i i hate showboating rap like 99 percent of what is on the radio right now is awful to me because I don't care how many cars you got. I don't I don't care how many chains you got. That's not interesting to me. But if you have a story about how a buddy of yours like like the song Stan from Eminem, right? I don't care that that's a hip hop song. I don't care that that's a rap song. That song is so interesting every single time that I listen to it. Because it's an interesting premise for a song. And it's yeah. something to say. He has a story he wants to tell. It's about this guy who goes crazy because he loves this one artist and the artist doesn't get back to him fast enough. That's interesting. But it's not interesting to hear, hey, I nailed 12 women. I got nine cars. They're awesome. They're cool. Like, that's, not, that's not interesting to me. Bang, bang, pow, pow. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I just think so, however anybody wishes to express their creativity, like I come from an all music family. Everybody in my family is in a band. Everybody plays bar gigs. Everybody plays like hit songs and stuff like that. Like my family comes from radio, comes from all this stuff. Nice. So I just, I never chased down the pursuit of music because I just didn't find enjoyment in it. Like I liked playing from time to time, but I wasn't, I didn't see that as what I wanted to do. Now my family right, took that right. in a whole other aspect. My dad did a Kiss cover band. 
Um, That's cool. Rock bottom. So I used to be in I kid watching my dad play dress up as Peter Chris and play in all these popular places like Rams Head Live. And he actually met Kiss and got to play with them in one of their commercials they had. And really? my mom doing guitaring for Agent 99 and all these types of bands that played like a lot of good classic music. And then my brother starting a popular band down here that opened up for Ballyhoo and all these other famous types of bands uh, at the Jellyfish Festival. Like the same style as Ballyhoo? Like that same ska music? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's awesome. And uh, he uh, did, uh, what do you call um His band's called The Rogue Citizens. You can look them up. They've got some pretty good songs. And, you know... It's all about and, and everybody has a create a creative talent. Everybody has a creative passion. And whether it's your style, it, it you know, there's certain things like you're not going to watch a show that you don't like because it's not suited for you. There's certain sure. things that are suited for certain people, whether it's music, whether it's art, whether it's whatever. But if I believe anything you can take into your own interpretation. And as long as like, let's say, for example, for our podcasts, if they affect a certain audience, then that's the audience it was meant to affect. But if it doesn't affect a certain audience, a certain audience doesn't like it, then it obviously wasn't meant to affect them. Exactly, man. 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. And I, dude, I, I just want to say, you know, I'm coming to like kind of wrapping up here uh, is I really appreciate you taking the time and effort to even be on my podcast. Because first of all, I randomly just messaged you. It was like, hey, do you feel like doing a podcast? And you're like, sure. When I get off work, <laughs> I'm like, oh, let's do it. Next thing you know, we're sitting here shooting the shit for almost two hours now. So it's like, dude, I almost didn't respond to you because. Like a few times after I've posted on like, you know, promote your podcast here, like on that Facebook group, yeah. I've got messaged back like, hi, I'm a podcast promoter, this and yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, it, like yeah, scammy, yeah. I got, I've gotten those message. already too. I'm like, mother, I'm like, no, I'm looking for some real people that want a podcast right now. Exactly. And so I, I saw that and I'm like, oh man, you know, here we go again. That's why when you're like, do you want a podcast? It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. Because I, I got, I've gotten emails. Like, I'll send you his email information, and we can set up an interview date. I'm like, ah, wait a minute. Are you trying to promote your thing? I don't mind giving you like a couple of minutes of talking about your thing, but I also want to kind of get what I'm trying to do and figure out like, what do you want to do with your life? Like, what's your interest? Like, I want to have a conversation with you. It's so simple right. to do something like this and be able to. You know, nobody has real talks anymore. No one ever sits down and talks without, you know, like, I guess, randomly bumping into somebody in public. Oh, what's up, Jim? I'm seasons high school. How you been? It's like, oh, you know, I got six. But kids, even that, that's a life. stilted conversation. Yeah. But, you know, I just feel like we lose the real moments and true things anymore. We choose to just be like, I'm just going to watch Netflix now. And, you know, that's going to be my night. And then next thing you know, it's your night every night. And then next thing you know, you're exactly. seven years old. They roll you up to the window and you're like, where did, what happened to my life? Exactly. Dude, I 100% agree with you on that. And I think like, dude, like I was saying, man, you've, you got something going for you. I'm definitely going to put the link of uh, your podcast in my podcast. Um, Thanks man. I appreciate everything. that. Kind of help you promote it there too. And, if you ever want to have a guest on that has a little bit of background information on Disney, you probably want to find somebody better than me. But I'm more than happy <laughs> to be on it because I'm willing to learn and be open to Disney World because it seems like you can't go wrong with a place that it lets you get drunk and also wear Mickey Mouse ears because I get yelled at sometimes for trying to do that. 
That's what I'm saying, right? It's, it's a good, it's a good place. That's it's the a good true lifestyle. meaning of life. <laughs> Yo, let me ask you a question real quick. Where can I find you? Like, as it, in terms of like your podcast, because I found you on YouTube. I'm on YouTube, but- Instagram, Facebook, uh, Spotify. Um, it should just be out of the blank. You're on Spotify? Um, yeah, I'm on Spotify. Because I looked you up on Spotify and nothing came up. There's not a whole lot of episodes on Spotify. I think there's like 78 episodes. My YouTube has right. is like has all the immediate downloads and stuff. But um, oh, yeah, okay, I'm, okay, okay. I'm on Spotify. Uh, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, just just I guess most of the kind of social sites. I try. I don't promote a whole lot. I just started doing it recently, mostly because all my followers and everything came from people that were on my podcast that told their friends about it and then got them to be on it. And then everybody it's just spreading through word of mouth. Like, hey, man, you would like my buddy's podcast. He talks about these like weird things in different episodes and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I mean. If you want to, I like it when someone else, you know, goes out and said they had a good time on it. But the whole thing of it is I do this because I enjoy talking to people and I enjoy coming to what people's thoughts are, not just trying to get money aspect. Like if I wanted to really make the page popular, I just boost the post or something with like 20 bucks. But I don't don't see the, yeah, I don't, I don't see the point of even doing that because what's the point of spreading it through someone else's help when i would rather do it on my own and feel more fulfilled when i see it spreading out more fulfilled and like when you're doing it just as a passion project it it's more rewarding just in general you know what i'm saying because like that's where that's why i do this disney show as i ended up getting divorced and i had a bunch of time on my hands and like what can I do? I'll do a podcast. What can I do a podcast about? Let's do Besides, it about Disney. Yeah, there you go. Besides spending like hundreds and thousands of dollars of golfing, you decided to do something a little bit more creative with your time and decide to do a podcast. And what's cool is you can go back, and I don't know if you ever do this or not, but I do this almost habitually, go back and listen to my old shows, and then you go back and listen to like your newest one, and you're like, oh my God. Looks at how far I've come with this. Like, it's meaningless essentially because I'm not in radio, I'm not in broadcasting or whatever. But I've gotten so much better. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm you definitely find. A, I think I think more of a, I guess, little hidden tips you can add on to your podcast to make it sound better. You know, I used to start. Oh, off, absolutely. I used to start off like. I'm here with, and it was a whole structured thing. And then I just changed it up to like, Hey, you know, we're flowing in this conversation right now. What's, what's up? Like, how you doing? Let's, let's get down to a thing. Why did, why do we got to make it structured? You know how weird that is? Like you start off your whole thing, 50 minutes of advertisements or doing something like that. Like, let's just, you know, it's, it's nice to get money obviously with some advertisements. So once you start structuring sure. it around, like, well, this is how the, conversation goes we're going to start off talking about this then we're going to roll into this and then we're going to roll into this and like ah let's just do it bro why do we need a list of shit to do i only make a list when i go grocery shopping and even then i know what i'm (laughs) buying anyway (laughs) exactly got it up up here got up in your head good job (laughs) (laughs) well man like i said i appreciate you being on my podcast i hope hopefully it was enjoyable for you as it was for me it's been a pleasure mate I definitely want to have you on again soon and let me know if you need somebody to podcast with, man, because I'm down. Absolutely. 100%. I'll keep you in mind, man. It was 
pleasure talking with you. It's a pleasure meeting you. <laughs> yeah, good meeting you too, Bryce. For real, you definitely you you definitely got some cool thoughts, man. You're definitely an interesting person. I enjoy that. Thank you, man. You as well. I'll I'll be actually listening to some more of your podcasts, especially the ones about the conspiracy theories. That's I, I'm listening. It's tremendously to the, interesting to me. Yeah, if you just look at the playlist, fill in the blank. It has a whole list of a bunch of all in there. You'll see stuff. We I've talked about the Bigfoot and yeti and all those types of things i said bigfoot is like a guardian of the forest that just kills random people <laughs> but he's a hero he, he exists bro just saying but i'll you actually know, i'll send you a message with a buddy of mine's information he might be good to have on your podcast too i'm i'm down dude i'm 100 i'm i'm off basically till thursday but you know i can podcast any day man it's always fun all right cool cool all right cool. man talk to you later hey as, a, as i said it's a pleasure man have a good night you Bye-bye. too.